we think we might be live. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Good evening, everyone. Welcome to episode 34 of the Freshman Parking Lot Podcast. That's the Kirby Puckett episode, you guys. Oh, okay. Last Kirby. week was the Larry Bird episode. Like this it. week is the Kirby Puckett. I just we can't go like Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> well, later in the career, Shaquille O'Neal. I like it, Kirby. It's, it's yeah. opening I, days coming. Okay, up. I, got I picture it. Kirby jumping up against those old glass walls. Yeah. You know, robbing a home run. <laughs> Almost like he was in a hockey rink. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, hey, happy spring break, guys. It's perfect. It's beautiful. Yeah. Mm. So speaking of that, do we know how close we are to our one-year anniversary? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. So when Justin texted last night, we're not there yet. I thought we were. Like I thought we were there. I did too. I almost thought I we missed it. And mm-hmm. YouTube says our first episode was posted ten months ago. Okay. We're that far away still. So hey, it Christmas. might be happy anniversary. It might not, because I'll be I, honest, I checked on my phone. I didn't log into the YouTube account. Okay. I didn't think it was yet, but I knew we'd be getting somewhere close. Yes. So we're, we're within, we're, we're on the precipice. All right. On the All precipice. Right. And we've cool. got some loyal listeners out there that have been uh, asking for some new episodes. It's been a little bit um, since we've uh, had an episode, and it's been a long time since we've been in person. And, yeah, uh, real long time. On a random Tuesday night. I think it's Is Tuesday. It Tuesday. I think so. It's Tuesday. Okay. Okay. Could be Friday. I don't know. It's pretty great. Nice to not be working. Coming to you. We're working. This is work. If only this is work. We're not getting paid. <laughs> not if yet. If you'd like this to be work for us, send us a check. Not <laughs> yet. Hey, we've got merch though. We've Look at got, those. We've yeah. got merch and they are available for any of the open or any of the loyal or unloyal <laughs> listeners. I don't care. We'll take your money. <laughs> 20, 20 bucks for freshman parking lot hats. Perfect. For those of you who aren't watching YouTube, they're beautiful looking hats. And you might have to watch on YouTube to get a look at them. Yeah. Or if you just message one of us uh, and say that you've got cash, we'll deliver to you uh, within a 30-mile radius of our loyal listeners. Yeah. Um, for those of you out-of-state <laughs> listeners, um, we can ship you one if you want. Yeah, so, for sure. For sure. Um, speaking of... Out of no, not gonna speak about a state listeners. Okay. Well, the one out of state listener I know of is my mom. She wanted to know if we had an episode and they missed it because we had been gone so long. Ooh. Okay. So, mom, we're coming at you. All right. Perfect. Hey, that's Let's your Christmas. Going. Hey, that's your Christmas present for next year. So, shh, quiet. Shit. Sorry. <laughs> the hat or the episode? No, the hat. <laughs> the hat. You don't have to ship it. You'll just you'll just wrap it up for it. Yeah. Mom's coming this week. I'm gonna see her. There you go. So. Yeah. All right, well, hey, should we start with a Q from Q? Let's do it. Q's from Q. We got three new ones. Ooh. Hey, Q says, you might want to vet those questions because I've got one of this topic. He's got like three different topics. I said, no, that's no. not how we roll. No. We just pull them all randomly just like this. <laughs> just what happens. So this is an NHL question. Oh, boy. Only two <laughs> NHL players have over 500 career wins. Who are they? Are no, no, no. Wins go to goalies in hockey? Is that how it works? Come on, Q. you got to be better than this. I'm thinking they go to goalies. Okay. They have to, right? I would assume so. Like the pitcher, It's like right? a pitcher. Yeah. <clears throat> Overrated stat, right? By the way, that you're the, you're the biggest hockey fan here. You well, know. I know I know that when they put the goalies' stats up on the screen, they basically have a win-loss record. They have goals against. And they have saves percentage. So, is, uh, is there a debate in the hockey world, like there is in the baseball world, as to whether or not a win should be attributed to the goalie. My brother-in-law, Matt Borneman, probably very, very sketchy, inconsistent listener. Okay. 
Um, I need you to get on that one for us. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious. Yeah, I'm curious as well. Okay. So two players with over 500 wins. I, I would say Patrick Waugh. He comes came into my brain. He and Marty Brodeur came into my oh, brain. Oh, Brodeur. Okay. Is it only goalies? Yeah. We, we got to go with only goalies. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. Those are like the only two goalies I know of. So I, I'm, out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. So we're going Patrick Waugh and Marty Brodeur. <laughs> Boom, roasted. Done. Right. Let's see. Holy cow! Hey, I'll, I'll throw Wayne Gretzky out there. Yager, <laughs> I don't know. Let's see. Neither one of them are goalies, but they played a lot of games. They have a lot of games. When you say this about Yager Yager. He had a great mullet back in the day. Yeah. For sure. Good I thought point. that I thought you needed one of those in the nineties to play hockey. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. They're coming back. They're coming back. Um, so hey, today's show is sponsored by an oldie but a goodie, the Ranger Fence Company. All right. They were working hard this last couple days. They were. And since we're coming to you from Riddell's Roadhouse, proud home of half of the Rangers, uh we we did a little fencing this week and uh, Ranger Fence Company is was on the was on the scene. Ranger Fence came well only half of the Ranger Fence Company. I don't I mean Greg wasn't there so. Well, Greg doesn't listen that often so I'm just gonna let the cat out of the bag. Greg's more of a supervisor. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, and, I, and I will give. But you know who uh, Junior Ranger was there? The Junior Ranger. I was just gonna give uh, give your son a, a shout out because he definitely put his time and uh, effort in, and uh, was a post delivery boy. So uh, Brian was digging the holes with the auger. I was cleaning them out, and uh, Rogan was throwing the posts in the hole. So we got some posts up and some. Uh, braces and some uh, woven wire and I put gates up today so I'm ready for some animals. I gotta get some pasture in and get some animals and we'll be ready to go. What are the first animals that go in? Maybe some lambs. Okay. Based, okay. Lambs are kind of docile. Mm-hmm. Smaller creatures. Baby sheep. Uh, the strength of this fence, we can keep buffaloes in. <laughs> it's hardcore. Okay. <laughs> we got it good. So big strong posts. Yeah. Nice. Put in by big strong men. Well, I'm not going to argue. <laughs> All right, speaking of big, strong men, uh, I think we got some baseball on the docket today, right? King of the segue right there. <laughs> segue right We're just going to keep moving along. I mean, maybe not the biggest and the strongest, but they're definitely athletic. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we're we're going to talk a little bit about some of the proposed rules changes that our Major League Baseball kind of did an overhaul and is – really kind of putting their thumb on and controlling minor league baseball more than probably ever. Um, And one of the things they're doing is they want to increase pace of play, increase foot path on the bases Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, actively engage people who are younger than you and I. And so they're going to test out some rule changes along different levels of the minor leagues this year. So we right. thought we'd, we'd go through some of those. And, yeah. and the rule changes go from AAA being the least ra- uh, radical. I'm going to disagree uh, with you. but okay. And going all the way to single A in my mind, which is the most radical rule changes. Okay. And, and kind of has that spectrum that, in my mind, that follows through that. They're not <laughs> messing in that AAA, that high AA they're not messing with a ton, um, but I think it really mm-hmm. gets a little more radical as they move down into the single A and, and the different areas of single A have some different rules as well. And, and I would say what I like about it is each level has a different rule change. Yeah, you're not throwing everything at one group. Well, what that kind of does 
is set a control group. So from like an experimental standpoint, we can say, hey, if we tweak this rule at this level, what does that do to pace of play? What does that do to balls in play? What does that do to number of base runners on base? And even though comparing high single A to triple A isn't necessarily an apples to apples comparison, it gets us a little bit of a quote control group, I'm gonna, which I appreciate. I, I don't know if it does though, if you really think about it. Like, yeah, I get, okay, we're doing one thing at, at low A, one thing at high A, one thing at double A, triple A. The fact of the matter is we're making changes at all three levels. Mm -hmm. So when you compare, okay, did this speed it up compared to AAA? Well, AAA also had changes made. Sure. So it's, well, it's, it's compared to last year. It's yeah. compared and to I, I, I'm, not like sure, that I'm not sure you can't, you're going to say, hey, in 2021, AAA was at this pace of play and single A was at this pace of play. But what you can look at is say, what happened to the strikeout rates? Yeah from one season to another. Sure. Because in my opinion, baseball's trying to get away from strikeout and home runs as being the two outcomes of most well, most at bats. And, and I right? think what they're gonna do and, and we'll mm -hmm. go through them, they wanna get runners on the base and yeah. they wanna get base stealing to be predominant part of major league baseball. Yes. So let's start with let's start with well, hold, 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 hold on. I got a question Does does getting more runners on the bases improve the pace of play? We'll find out. No, it makes the game longer. But it makes the game more exciting. I wouldn't disagree with that. I, I want base runners. I don't want home runs and strikeouts. I don't mind long games. Right. But they've already got me as a fan. Yes, they correct. They so, have you. All right. So, all right. Give us. So, give where us do we want to go? Triple A. Triple A. Start, go low A. Triple start A. Top and go to the bottom. Triple A. Triple A is going to go larger bases. To reduce infield injuries and collisions, the size of first base, second base, and third base will be increased from 15 inches square to 18 inches square. Competition committee also expects shorter distances between bases created by increased size to have a modest impact on the success rate of stolen base attempts and the frequency with which a base runner reaches base on ground balls and bunt attempts. It sounds nice. I don't think it has a great impact on the game. <clears throat> Major League Baseball players are so good at stealing, hitting that half of the base that they're on, hitting that back half of the base. Maybe. I mean, maybe it, it improves being safe at first base one out of a thousand times. Maybe it helps you steal a base one out of 200 times. I just... I don't think it's a safety thing. The base is big enough for. Well, I think the safety is a cop out of an excuse. Yeah. I think it's a huge change in the game. You're literally changing the blueprint of the game. It is no longer 90 feet between bases. It is 89 feet six inches because both of them are three inches. It, it's never been 90 feet. It's been 90 feet oh. from center of bag You're to right. center of bag. You're, you're right. What you are doing is shortening it by six inches. Yeah. And I don't know if that's huge or not. But I like it. It's because I want more st stolen base attempts. Because that's an exciting play. I want more of those. Okay, but here's my thing. If you're going to increase the size of the three bases, increase the size of home plate. Let's get more strikes. Ooh. Okay, I hate the rule, but I kind of that's intriguing. Oof, oof. I got to think about that a little. That's bit. intriguing. Here, here, you know where my mind went after I got over the fact that I hate this rule because you're changing the blueprint of the game. First and third base, the outside edge of the base 
is the foul line. Yes. Correct. Okay, you're, and I'm not you saying. You have to shift it. They have to move the peg. Yep. If, if the base is, yeah, okay, three, like, it's 18 inches square, they have to move the peg, or that base is going to be hanging out in foul territory. Sure. About an inch and a half. Yeah. So they have to move the peg an inch and a half yeah. over. Right. For now, sure. this is probably not a big deal with their professional grounds crews, but yeah, that's a that's a thing. Well, and yeah. my question is, what's a trickle-down effect? If they want to safer at first base, go the softball route and just go double base. Which, by the way, Correct. college softball doesn't even use. That's a high school on-down rule. Which, if they want it safer, that's I, a safety thing. I, right? agree. I, think I agree. There's more collisions at first base than any other base in, in baseball. Well, now that they've changed rules at yes. second base with slides and things yeah. like that. Absolutely. There's more hard collisions there yeah. running down the line. All right, go to the next one. All right, double A. Defensive positioning. The defensive team must have a minimum of four players on the infield, each of whom must have both feet completely in front of the outer boundary of the infield dirt. So they got to have two feet on the dirt. Two feet. Depending on the preliminary results of this experimental rule change, MLB may require two infielders to be positioned entirely on each side of second base in the second half of the double-A season. These restrictions on defensive positioning are intended to increase the batting average on balls in play. I'm down. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens if we eliminate the shift from a level of baseball. And see, not only eliminate the shift, but not even let let second baseman wander out into the outfield a little bit. You mean I like in, it a in, lot. <laughs> into right field. Correct. And some of them aren't so shallow right field. Yeah. I mean, I'm all for it. Um, I don't think it's going to hurt the game. Um, I don't know if it's going to make the game any better. But let's just try it and see. Well, I guess. and I put it in the context of football. As a football official, I know that there needs to be seven linemen on the seven people on the line of scrimmage five linemen with ineligible numbers yep. so they already structured where yes. people can be baseball positions is just traditional yeah right so there's no structure that says they have to be there well let's structure the tradition yep. then and then it just stays there i don't Part of me says let them play wherever and hit the ball where they're not. Yeah. And part of me says, what's the big deal? They're going to just be in that position that's their traditional position. Yep. I agree. I don't – this one doesn't get me worked up. I, I think it's I think it's a drastic change compared to how the game is played right now. This one does not work me up either. Um, I can see both sides of it because I would love to say it's mostly lefties that get shifted on. Mm-hmm. Stop being a dead pole hitter yeah. and use the whole field. But at the same time, gosh, it's really frustrating when your guy hits a freaking rocket and the second baseman's standing 90 feet in the grass yeah. and just throws him out as a routine ground ball. Right. Yep. That's frustrating. Right. And I would argue every sport has, all the major sports for the most part, have rules on illegal defensive alignments. Sure. It's okay for baseball to have those rules yep. too. Why not? Wow. You know what I mean? Why not? Does football have an illegal defense? Well, you have to have a certain number of men on the line. No, offensively. Okay, but so you don't have to have a certain number of men on the line no. defensively? No. Okay. So, but, but basketball, well, basketball, basketball certainly does. does. <clears throat> Especially yep. in the NBA now. Correct. They change that. So. <clears throat> yep. All right. So why not? What do we got next? All right. High A. So the highest level of A ball. They're calling this the step-off rule. Pitchers are required to disengage the rubber prior to throwing to any base with the penalty of a balk in the event 
the pitcher fails to comply. MLB implemented a similar rule in the second half of the Atlantic League season in 2019, which resulted in a significant increase in stolen base attempts and an improved success rate after adoption of the rule. So to me, this sounds like it probably really applies more to lefties. Oh, yeah, and for sure. the quote-unquote Bach move. Yep. I think it, it levels a playing field for pitchers. It gets um, runners on base moving. Absolutely love it. Me too. And and anything we can do to cut down on the number of throwovers to first base, which I don't know what you guys think, but honestly, worst play as a fan to watch in baseball. Pickoff moves. The only pickoff moves I want to see are the catcher throwing behind the batter to try and pick a guy off. I do not... I, Throwing over 17 times to keep a guy close, I'm, I hate that. Slows the game down and it's not fun. I'm glad you qualified that statement with as a fan to watch. Yeah, as a fan. I don't because like it at all. as a baseball guy, that's a part of the game and it's a part of disrupting the running game as well as disrupting the hitter a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, and actually, hey, here's a little precursor to what we're going to go into in terms of low A. Uh, some of the things they're going to do to limit the num- number of times you can throw over, I, I hate. But <clears throat> as a fan watching the game, I agree. It's yeah. it's boring to watch. It's it's so rare that somebody actually gets picked off. Correct. But it does serve a purpose. Oh, I understand the purpose it serves. I just as I'm if I'm watching a game, I I don't want to see it. Even if it's my team picking a guy off, I I just I would rather not see it. I would rather have a catcher with a cannon that can throw anybody out. Okay. All right, we're going to go to low A, pickoff, limitation, pitch timer, and ABS. And I don't think it's anti-lock breaks, and I don't think it's abs. (laughs) We're we're going to get into this. Um, Pitchers will be, uh, so this is in all low A leagues. Pitchers will be limited to a total of two step-offs or pickoffs. Okay, I didn't remember that this also includes step-offs, whether you throw over or not. Correct. Um, per plate appearance, well, there is at least one runner on base. A pitcher may attempt... This one's drastic. I love it. I love it. A pitcher may attempt a third step-off or pick-off in the same plate appearance. However, if the runner safely returns to the occupied base, the result is a balk. Love it. Depending on the preliminary results of this experimental rule change, MLB will consider reducing the limitation to a single one per plate appearance. They really want to get people th- the ability to steal, don't they? This is Holy drastic. And I think <laughs> this is where your your catcher comes into play, right? Yes. A catcher just became a heck of a lot more important defensively than they've ever been. Um, I don't know if I like quantifying when the pitcher can go over, so I'm not in love with this rule. I think you like it a lot more than I do. But I think it really makes you have a much much better defensive catcher. Um I'd like to see how it goes. I'm not in love with it. I'm not going to say I'm, I'm in favor of that one, but um, it'd be intriguing at least to say the least. And yeah. I think it definitely has some strategy then uh, when you come off the mound and, and how often and, and what situations you do that. So my question, and maybe, maybe you guys don't know this article. This, by the way, this article by Chris Schwab's St. Paul Saints. Okay. Triple um, A team for the Minnesota Twins. But it says a third step off 
results in a box similar to a third pickoff. Unless you get them right Unless there. You get them. <laughs> I want to know what constitutes a step off. If I'm if I'm looking in for the sign and I just step off because I'm like not ready to throw, or I step off because like, hey, let's go through another set of signs. Yeah, as a but fan, it has nothing to do with checking on a runner. Is that considered a step? Absolutely. Get, I think it get the be. game going. Yes. Oh my God, go. you guys. Yeah. Throw a fastball. This is so dumb. I like it. <laughs> like, like here, if you're a pitcher, you know you have a maximum of three. After you've thrown over the first time, do you're, you, you're do already you, limiting how many times the catcher can come out and talk to me. Perfect. You're a grown boy. You're, just, you're playing a kid's game. Play the game. Anyway. You're getting paid money. That all of a sudden makes it an adult game. You throw over the first time. If you throw over a second time and you don't get them, that runner is basically halfway to yes! second base, and I love that. You basically get a stolen base after the second attempt. Well, or you it's get awesome. him out. Or you get or him you out. Get him out. Or you yes. get him out. You Why better really make story? sure you get him. Right. I love that. Oh man, you're not kidding. No, because you're not going a third time, or it's a balk. Unless it's Barry Bonds and he's juicing. <laughs> Otherwise, no. Not. When when he was when he was juicing, he didn't become faster. <laughs> He became really bulky. True. He didn't run anymore. It's true. <clears throat> I like it a lot. It's, it could be really interesting. And the best thing is, it's at low A ball, so it doesn't matter. Oh, my God. I knew that was going to come up. It Just doesn't matter. Just go down there and watch, have a good time watching some baseball. Wow. Okay. It's going to be part of a road trip. Yes. I'm not going with you guys. By the way, <laughs> I'm not going to give money to these stupid rules. Wow. I'm going to tell you right now. Schwab, we'll let you invite us to a game for free. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Jeez, Riddell's Roto is a little short staff tonight, Brad. He's going to get his own beverage. Oh, not okay. How was it getting it out of that fancy six-pack holder? <laughs> it felt like I was at my own microbrew. That serves highly. <laughs> the best microbrew ever. <laughs> All right. Low A, by the way, it's so good when it hits the lips. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Low A has a couple of other um, sub kind of category rules. I don't know. Low A Southeast. Oh. Okay. In addition to the limitations on step-offs and pickoffs, MLB will extend testing of the automatic ball strike system. So that should be ABSS. All right. All right. Um, that began in the Atlantic League and the Arizona Fall League um, to select low A Southeast games. So select games. Oh, I thought it was the entire season. I did too. So yeah. they don't they don't have every. God forbid we actually invest out. money to to test this rule at a high level, MLB. But you know whatever. Um, stupid freaking rule. Uh, to assist home plate umpires with calling balls and strikes. Whoa. To assist? Ensure a consistent strike. So do they get a little microphone? That's all I want to know. Like a little headset? I think it's a buzzer. A Assist. I'm going to read it to you again. Um, To select low A Southeast games to assist home plate umpires in calling balls and strikes, ensure a consistent strike zone is called, and determine the optimal strike zone for the system. First of all, unneeded. Major league umpires so good. are so good so at calling good. balls and strikes. And once in a while, will they be wrong? <clears throat> sure, but maybe there's a reason for that um, in the game, in the game, the flow that's going on. But 99.9% of the time, those umpires 
are so good at it, and we need to be okay with the human element. Wait, wait. He says sometimes there's a reason for an official to make a call. Um, the NHL would beg to differ. They just fired that dude. That's true. I'm going to give that guy a penalty in the first five minutes, he said. Okay. How about this? I'm going to uh, look. Like the best if he, but if he adds the, the word look to, mm-hmm. is it still a big deal? I'm going to look to call a penalty on this person. And I think you could say, because on film, yeah. I've seen this person yes. do this early Correct. in the game over and Agreed. over again. You would agree with you. You know what? All these, all these people who are upset about that situation are all hypocrites. Because we all talk about, oh, there's this balls are this this team has eight and this team has two and even it out. They want makeup calls, but they don't really want to know that it was a makeup call. They don't want to hear it. Over <laughs> 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 here, pizza. Whoa! <laughs> they got Italian music. <laughs> Episode 34. <laughs> well, thank you. We, we just gave a shout out to Brogan, and then Brogan shows up with a pizza. So. That's not cut. Let's go, Tucker. Oh, <laughs> how are we going to eat this pizza? <laughs> oh, we forgot the pizza cut. <laughs> like a man with your hands. What is going on in the freshman parking lot? By the way, look at that. Those of you watching, that's a pretty YouTube, good pizza. That's a, that's a cowboy stuff. pizza from Papa Murphy. Here's what we're going to do we're going to wrap this episode up and dive into yes. this thing. Well, let's talk about, okay, so you're not for, I, I think I do agree with you, Brad, that it is not needed, that the MLB umps are fantastic. Techno. However, is there something wrong with an electronic strike zone so that we never make a mistake? And I don't think there is, and I'm okay with the move to an electronic strike zone I think that after a year or two of seeing it in games, it we won't think anything of it, and it'll just be a part of the game that we like. I hate it. So I, I don't see it being a problem. Okay. I don't like it. I like the fact that there, if, if there was no umpires in baseball, what would all those... There's a hierarchy of everything in life, mm-hmm. right? And to me... Uh, a high school baseball umpire, even though it's a small percentage, there's a bunch of them that strive to be major league oh, baseball umpires absolutely. and go through to college and the low A's and, and go through that. So I just, I think their needs, just like athletes want to be professional athletes, I think umpires want to be professional umpires. And you need to keep that human element and those humans umpiring and officiating the game. And, and yes, I'm 1000% biased as I, love officiating football and basketball. Um, but I just wouldn't want to see the game without the human elements sure, in there. Sure. I think the difference is with, with football and basketball, it's different than a strike ball call because it is an interpretation of the rules to some extent in, in situations. So interpretation of the strike zone. And strike zone is it's a strike or it's a ball. Mm-hmm. And I know that that's not how it is, that, that different umpires have different strike zones in terms of north, south, and east, west. And I would like to see a strike zone be the strike zone. And so I think that by bringing ABS in, that's what could potentially happen. I know that ABS being used so far, they've actually drawn a strike zone for each bat, batsman depending on his height, you know, and going by the rules. Um, 
but I would like to. I would like instead of the rule book for the strike being from the letters to the knees and the width of the plate, I would like to see them base it off of a distance above the plate, minimum and maximum, and then east west. And ABS has the ability to do that. I just can't wait to see the first person to be ejected by a computer because they start calling the high strike. <laughs> first off, that's already happened. That's happened. They've already they've tested this in more than one league, and there is a dude. And he argued with the computer, you know, obviously for fun. <laughs> I'm sure it was entertaining. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I can go we'll either way. Okay. I can go either way. Uh, my, my, I think as, as MLB forces the minor leagues into all these changes with the smallest change being in AAA and the biggest changes perhaps, the most, the harder to swallow changes being in single A, don't you think that this is just a grooming for five years from now when all of these changes take place in the bigs? Yeah, and that's and why that I hate them so much. That way, all the players have experience coming up. And maybe more importantly, the umpires. I mean, how would you like to be an umpire right now in the Southeast League and you've got ABS calling balls and strikes? So you're not getting practice with balls and strikes, but all the other minor league dudes that you're com- you're competing with to get to the bigs, they are. I don't know if that's, that's entirely huge. Ac- I don't know if that's entirely accurate. Oh, okay. I think... I think they are still back there and ready to call a ball or strike because when they tested that in the Atlantic League, I believe there was some malfunctions. Okay. So they have to be – first of all, they're back there for safe out calls. Absolutely. They have to Fair be. Fair foul calls. Absolutely. But I believe they're also – now, how hard would that be to sit behind the plate and not go strike or ball? It would be You're very waiting hard. for the computer to tell you because you don't want to cross up the computer. Right. Who has who has the ultimate say? The, the the word that was interesting in that what you read to us was assist. Yeah. So that would that would lead me to believe that the human has the ultimate call. Yeah, I don't know. If the computer is assisting. Right. right. Yeah. For sure. I don't know. It's 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 not interesting. It's dumb. No. Let's just let's see what happens. Let's run the experiment out and find out. Maybe we'll love it. We're playing with people's careers here. Aren't we always? We change the rules. Yeah, that's why we shouldn't change the rules. <laughs> I knew you were a never change the rule kind of guy. <laughs> pretty black and white. <laughs> All right, I do have one other set of rules that I don't think either of you guys know about. Where's this coming from? Um, and one of you needs to get on the Google machine and look up, because I don't know where this this organization hails from. Okay. The Savannah Bananas. Well, that's Georgia. I assume. What league? Oh, who okay. knows? The Savannah Bananas is changing the game of baseball. They've submitted, actually, they're going to play their games with nine rules and nine rules only. Oh, okay. Coastal Plain League. <laughs> independent, that, obviously. It's got to be independent. Yes. Or, yeah. Number one, every inning counts. The team that scores the most runs in an inning gets a point. The first to five points wins the game. And so it's like a test so it's match. Like match play. Or match play. But here's, here's the most interesting part. By the way, I hate all the rules we've already talked about. And these rules I'm about to read don't resemble baseball at all, but it sounds really entertaining. <laughs> sounds like beer league. <laughs> the inning is over once the home team takes the lead or three outs. So you could have a walk-off every inning. Wait, wait. The, the, the inning ends when the home team takes the lead? Yeah. Or three outs? Yeah. Okay. Correct. Because so the visitor okay, gets one, yeah, yeah, yeah. home team gets two, yes. home team wins that inning. Correct. So you could have a walk-off every inning. Okay, that's fine. Okay. Number two. But I... I I think it should switch. I think every inning should switch who's first or second. Oh, no way. If it was true, well, if it was a tennis match, it would be a little bit like that. Because you would have nine innings, 
So you would have the home team would get five, five. of those nine. You better just okay. score more if you're the visitors. Okay. Okay. Number two, a two-hour time limit. No inning will start after the two-hour time or two-hour point if a team has not reached the five points from the every inning counts rule. Uh, the game will go to a showdown tiebreaker. What is the showdown tiebreaker? Let me scroll to that rule. <laughs> what is it if it's 0-0 zero, zero in an inning, though? Yes. Who gets that? Is it a push to the next inning? Yeah, nobody. Okay. push. But you have to get five to win. I'm getting there. So it takes Which, forever. I'm but getting there. No, two hours, Brad. I'm, I'm getting there. So you're the, going to play a lot of these showdowns. The one-on-one, t- the, that's, so instead of extra innings, we go to a one-on-one. <clears throat> Pitcher and hitter. Okay? Okay. If you strike me out, great. If I hit the ball... The pitcher's the only fielder. <laughs> what? <laughs> the pitcher is the only fielder. You better not hit it to the pitcher. If I hit it to the outfield, good luck, dude. He, and he's got to get it and yeah. get home before, yeah. before the batter gets yes. around the bases. Wowzers. It's like, a, it's like when you were a kid. Ghost um, runners. Right. <laughs> there, there is a catcher, so he's allowed to throw it to the catcher for a play to play. Okay. okay. I like it. Okay. So one-on-one showdown. Uh, number three. No stepping out. Batters cannot step out of the box for an at-bat. If the batter steps out at any point, it's a strike. Oh, I like that call. Who are they playing against? <laughs> I don't know. Playing the same rules on the road. <laughs> I don't know. Um, number four, no bunting. Bunting sucks. Enough said. That's the rule. <laughs> number five, I believe the Atlantic League uh, tested this on dropped third strikes, but this is on any pitch. Batters can steal first base. If a pass ball or wild pitch happens during any pitch in that bat, love it. The batter can take off. Oh, love I'm it. in. 100%. Love it. Yep. If you can't catch a ball, that's on you. Absolutely. Just like if you you throw to the second baseman and it goes into right field. You can go. Why not? Wait for this one. Okay, I'm waiting to listen. Number six, no walks. Oh, okay. what happens if you get the ball for? I'm getting there. <laughs> if a pitcher throws the fourth ball, it becomes a sprint. By the way, sprint is capitalized. <laughs> Like it's the title of something. The hitter will take off sprinting to first base while the catcher has to throw the ball around to every defensive player on the field before it becomes live. The hitter can advance to as many bases as he can before the ball becomes live. That means it. The ball does not have to touch the catcher or the pitcher. It goes into the left field or yeah. right. Oh, you can. Yeah. Dude, if you're fast, you're the triple. <laughs> yes. <like> <laughs> All right, so then number seven was the one on one showdown. Number eight, no mound visits. Let's keep the game moving. No mound visits from the coach, catcher, any players. Done. Hype. I love it. Love it. Hype your pitcher up from afar if needed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this one's extreme. And I think there would be a very distinct home field advantage if this is a real rule. Okay. <clears throat> if a fan catches a foul ball, it's an out. Oh, boy. Ooh. Oh, boy. Why not let the fans get in on some of the action? They lost, they lost me. <laughs> so there. that's a home field advantage, right? I think that was the coolest one. Because, <laughs> okay, would you catch a, a ball if you're a home fan? Like, of the Savannah Bananas? <laughs> Correct. Okay, so I, I'm, can I just go? I'm on Wikipedia as okay. you're talking about uh, the Savannah Bananas. Perfect. They sold out every game from 2017 to 2019 and are on a current 88-game sellout streak. Nice. I don't see why they wouldn't be with rules like this. Uh, Their unique promotions, including dancing players, a breakdancing first base coach, and playing a game in kilts. (laughs) And banana hammock giveaways. So I'm not even going on. I'm just going to stop at playing a game in kilts. 
I like it. If you're a player that has Major League Baseball aspirations. You're not playing for the Savannah Bananas. Who are you getting to play for the Savannah Bananas? College kids that are just like, hey, I like baseball and they're going to pay me, so I'm going to show up? I don't know. It, it, it's worth a road it, trip. By the way, it is, in Savannah, worth it, a road trip. it is in Savannah, Georgia. It is. Yes. Okay. Okay. Let me ask you a serious question. You like that showdown between the pitcher and the batter to end the game, correct? Yeah, it's awesome. What do you think of shootouts in hockey to end the game? Terrible. And how is it different? <laughs> how is it different? Because the other night there was a game that went into five overtimes, which to me is an obscene amount of hockey for college hockey players to play. No one wants to sit through five OTs. I did like, right here in the roadhouse. Let's just... End it with a shootout. I watched it right here in the roadhouse. So how is that no good, but you love the idea of a catcher, a pitcher, and a batter, and that's it? <laughs> because this is the Savannah Bananas okay, we're talking enough. about, and gotcha. it's not real baseball. Okay. <laughs> okay. So it's fun because it's not real. I, I, I think it's great. I would love to watch a game there. It'd be awesome. I started by saying... These are way more extreme. I hate all of the rules we already talked about. <laughs> this is way more entertaining. Oh, for sure. Agreed. Sure. 100%. All right. Makes sense. All right. So, hey, I'm going to get back to something that's relevant. <laughs> and that's my would you rather. <laughs> I can't believe you just said that about the bananas. <laughs> I feel a little more I don't even think there's bananas in Savannah. Yeah. The peaches, maybe, which right. is way more applicable than, like, the Rockford peaches. Yes. But, for sure. So... Would you rather, and, and we're watching a little NCAA basketball in the background here as well. Gonzaga's killing. Oh, yeah. Would you rather make it to the round of 32 in the NCAA tournament or win the NIT? If you are the head coach of that university, you are a head coach of a university, would you rather win the NIT or make it to the round of 32? Okay. So you're in the tournament, you win one game, yeah. or you win the entire NIT. That's a hard one, actually. I don't think so. Not as a head coach. As a head coach, I'm taking the one win in the tournament because I think I can parlay that into better recruits than an NIT victory. If I'm a head coach, hey, we've gone to the tournament. We won a game. We're this close. We can go to the Sweet 16 with you, buddy. Okay, so I see that part of it. That's where I go. The part of it where I see the other side with the NIT is – kind of what they talk about going to the Meineke Car Care Bowl where you get all that extra practice and yep. all of those extra games. Yeah. <clears throat> Man, I don't know. <clears throat> I go all – it's all about, to me – There's probably more money from winning one game in the NCAA tournament. Ooh, I didn't even think about that. I, that I was assume, And, and you probably keep your job from going to the NCAA tournament versus <laughs> you had to go to the NIT. I think it would be hard for a school to fire a – NIT champion coach, wouldn't it? I don't know. So depends on where you work. To me, it's all about amount of games on TV. If you're not a Power Five okay. conference and you're getting that more uh, TV time, I think that helps the recruiting side. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about the financial side. I think that would play into it a little bit for me. But um, unless I'm a, a major conference player, um, I would rather go NIT. If I'm a major conference coach, um, I would rather win the the one game. I think in the NCAA tournament. So. Yeah. I think TV coverage is good. Okay. Um, I kind of totally forgot about all this, so I don't really got a couple things here. That by I the way, know. I'm gonna as you're looking at your win in Rome. Yeah. Uh, totally excited. We have a uh, 
NCAA bracket-like competition for all things Wisconsin yes. in an upcoming episode. So stay um, tuned. Well, stay tuned, and, and I'll just. Have you guys filled out your bracket yet? Which bracket? The that... one that Brad sent us. The the Wisconsin bracket. Have you filled it out? Oh no. no oh, I, I did mine. Okay. okay. I didn't get it. I did mine like a day. I printed. I hit the print button after Brad emailed. You never gave it to me. He emailed it. I've been on quarantine. I don't have a printer. <laughs> You're just like the kids at school. I my Wi-Fi went down. I printed off 10 for you because you asked me for 10, so they're sitting in my Because I wanted to distribute them to people. Okay. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. Uh, okay. So, all right. I got one that I'm curious about. <clears throat> Let's say you leave the house to go to work or school. I leave usually around 7, but the last person probably leaves my house right around 8. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> I come home. For lunch, little after 12, milk's out on the counter. I'm not drinking it right now warm, but I have no issue putting it back in the fridge and still drinking that milk. What's the statute of limitations on leaving out milk and thinking it's still good? Ooh. What kind of milk? I don't know, milk. Like 2%? Well, at our house, we get skim. Okay. <clears throat> I'm not at all. I'm dumping it. I'm supporting Wisconsin's dairy farmers oh by God. dumping it's it out. It's an economic gonna buy, event. I'm going to go buy another gallon of milk. But you do know dairy science. I do. So what would be the limit that they would say, oh, you probably ought not to drink that to be safe? What would that number be? I think I agree with Brian. That's probably fine. I agree. Psychologically. Me yep. It's been pasteurized. Yes. Um, so unless it's sitting out at 80 degrees, yes. I, I'm going to say it's going to be fine psychologically. I'm just letting it go. And now, if those go cows were in a pasture, all milk is pasteurized, right? Oh, but I'm with you. I think it's up here. Yeah. I think it's okay to drink. It's not going to mm. make you sick. I'm going right. to go two hours. I think if it sits out for longer than two mm. hours, I'm dumping it. All right. Mm. All right. Well, I'm not. I'm not. I'm taking it. <laughs> all right. Um, also, one thing I forgot <clears throat> at the top of the show, have to issue... A formal apology to my good friend Chuck Siles. I talked to Chuck a couple weeks ago, and neither one of us can remember what the formal apology is for, but I was supposed to apologize to him on a past show, and I have forgotten. So, Chuck, even though neither one of us, we agree, neither one remembers what the apology is for, I am sincerely sorry. Okay. Wow. Another thing. Last week's winter wrong about well, Shane Rush. going on? Yeah, no, like I got a monologue here. Okay. I have notes. Okay. I'm, from from listeners, okay. interacting with listeners. Um, my mother has confirmed Shamrock Shake and then back to school after the St. Patrick's Day parade. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get those last 30 yeah. minutes, boy. She's confirmed that. Um, and then finally, a good friend, Dennis Shadevsky, good friend of the show, uh, he says Garth over Ken Griffey Jr. Um, in terms of careers. And I'm he a, did pull me into his room the other day and, and gave me his diatribe on why. And and I told him I 100% agreed with him until you guys brought up the Chris Gaines thing. And yeah. I like totally got thrown off. And I'm like, whatever. Then, yeah, that Ken Griffey Jr. just do it. And Brad, I'm going to let you read the part right above my <clears> finger. Uh, yes. Uh, we have a loyal listener um, who's always been an unnamed person, uh, but now we have approval from himself that we can use the word Jeff Agnew <laughs> on the show. 
So shout out to a loyal listener, Jeff Agnew, tonight. It's so selfish, though. He just wants to be a guest, and I told him, you can't be a guest and we can't use your name. And he's like, fine, you can use my name! <laughs> to his credit, he was a couple drinks in. He might have been. He might have been. Fair enough. Well, uh, did you know, boys, we talked a lot tonight about baseball and baseball rules. Did you know that in the Hall of Fame, there is a plaque for a person who's been given credit for, in, I would say, inventing the, the rules of baseball, and it is 100% false. Okay. Back in the day, Abner Doubleday has been given credit for being the so-called inventor of baseball. Oh. That's false. After that, they gave the title to a guy named Alexander Cartwright. Yep, heard both those names. He, Alexander Cartwright helped to bring about one of the first teams in New York City um, and eventually was given a plaque in the Hall of Fame in the 1930s. And on his plaque it says, he was the guy, they said, we'll put 90 feet between all bases. He's the guy who said baseball games will be nine innings long. And he's the man who said, we'll put nine players to a side. All three of those things wrong <laughs> so who is um it's it was a committee back in 1857 uh was he on the committee no he was not at the <laughs> meeting in 1857 he he was in hawaii in the 18 late 1840s he went out to california for the gold rush and then he went to hawaii afterwards but anyway a representative from his team was at the meeting along with a bunch of other executives from new york city area teams and as a group they decided these rules. So do we think mm -hmm. that he sent the representative with these ideas? No, he was not in contact with that team anymore. They weren't texting each other? No, weird <laughs> how in the 1850s they weren't communicating like we are today. So that's pretty easy. If you go to the Hall of Fame in, in Cooperstown and you see Alexander Cartwright, just about everything on his plaque, wrong. Do they allow people to deface that plaque? You can't deface any of the plaques. All right, got it. It's how it is. Good to know. <laughs> don't do it. Good to know. All right. Let's see how much what we, we don't know about hockey. Yes. yes. Correct. I think I think similar to a solid NHL goaltender, Q stonewalled us. Kid, well, hold on. Did, did Q know the answer to this? Or did he go to, like, ProHockey.com and look this up? Is Q a hockey man? I don't – I guess if I were to – conjure a guess at any of these questions that these are things that Q is looking up. Oh, gotcha. Okay. But I don't know that for certain. I don't know. We'll have to ask him. Got it. Yeah. Alright, so again, only two NHL players have over 500 career wins. Who are they? Gentlemen. Number one. Martin Brodeur with 691. Okay. Well done. Number two. Patrick Waugh with 551! The sport we know the least amount. It's, I think it's the first one we, besides the whole Pittsburgh with all the same colors. Yeah. It's, like, it's a good thing those boys played when you and I were alive. <laughs> I've never known that question. <laughs> Killing it. Oh, Alright, well hey. Happy opening week to everybody. Opening day coming up in two days from now, probably by the time you listen to this in one day. Um, my twins are in Milwaukee. Yeah, it should be fun. Yeah. Uh, Good times. We've, we've got some big times coming up. And so um, 
just want to thank everybody for listening. Make sure you check us out on either the YouTube channel or any of the podcast apps and uh, support the sponsor, the Ranger Friends Company. By the way, so there's super cool hats that you can get. You can get an orange or kind of a, what is this? A, I think this is a brown and tan. Yeah. Uh, super great hats. By Genuine the way. leather patch Ooh, that says the freshman parking lot. Nice and comfy. $20, they're yours. Uh, we'll deliver. Yeah. Supplies it. are limited, so act fast. We're creating urgency now with the fire. <laughs> You're you a marketing get guy. I'm going to show that only right. two left. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. Justin, hit stop on that thing. See you guys.